Welcome to Authors Revealed. I'm Becky Anderson. I am thrilled. We have Dick Portillo with his debut book. It's a biography and business book and a great adventure. It's called Out of the Doghouse. This book will make you drool. Dick, welcome to Naperville and to Anderson's. Thanks for having me. I know it's you've a been to. Being here. Well, I know you've been to Naperville before. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we have a couple of units in Naperville. That's right. And but this is so exciting, your debut book, and, and we're so lucky. This is your first number one number one sighting. Uh -huh. So we're going to call this the launch event. The launch of Portillo's book signing. Right. right. Out okay. of the doghouse. Right. I love the title, and I love the jacket. I, you know, seeing it when I first saw it, I go, it makes me drool. But, you know, this this is really exciting. This book is out to finally hear your story. And, you know, a lot of us know the story that you started with, the one, you know, the, the, the dog in Villa house. Park, yeah. yeah, in Villa Park. But we don't know all the rest. And this, this you huge... You yeah, that's right. And but You'll to know, know the, the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> but to know this journey, I mean it's quite a journey too. Yes, it was. And what an incredible success story. It's the American dream. Um, yeah. I, I I can't believe it. Uh, who would have thought <laughs> in April of nineteen sixty three, a young couple, twenty three and twenty years old, started with their life life all we had was eleven hundred dollars. That was my investment, and another eleven hundred by my brother, which I bought him out in, in five months, four or five months after we yeah. opened, because it just wasn't enough business. Yeah. Eleven hundred dollars to grow into the chain, probably the most exciting chain, the most exciting brand in the country, I believe. And uh, I might be a little. Well, <laughs> I, I think it, it's it's. When you travel around the country, just trying to mm -hmm. find things that even can even come close mm -hmm. to what Portillo yeah. can do, and, and not only the food but the service, and just just the feeling that you get when you walk into it's a an, it's, Yeah, it's exciting. It, it, it's an experience. It is. Uh, yeah. Selling food is only part of the restaurant business. You yeah. know, um, I believe that that I believe that sincerely that that. that uh, it's the experience that you get that's going to be separate the men from the boys, and that's when it, that's right. what's going to make it successful or not. Right. Yes, the food has to be good. There's no question right. about it. Right. You, you can't be successful in the restaurant business with with yeah. mediocre food even yeah. today, yeah. because there's so much competition. If you think about it, the restaurant industry is probably the most competitive industry in the United States. Think about what, what's more competitive. Well, and it's, it's such right. a tough business, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. It, it is a tough business. Right. And when you walk out your door, you can walk straight ahead, go left, right, go backwards. You're going to run into all kinds of restaurants, anything you want. Right. And there, are, most people are giving things away. Then what makes Portillo's so successful? What makes Portillo's a brand that so many people are trying to copy, but nobody has done it so far? Yeah. No, not even <laughs> because close. Because I, I call it in the book. I call it a moat. Yeah, the moat. I wanted to ask you okay. about the moat. I love this theory <laughs> right, of yours. Let's, yeah. let's say, yeah. let's say yeah. that that this is a castle in the yeah. mid medieval times. Okay, yeah. right. that's Portillo's castle. Portillo's in the medieval times, they had a moat around there. For what reason? To, yeah. to protect the enemy from getting to the castle. Let's say the enemy is competition. The moat is the complexity and the uniqueness of Portillo's mm -hmm. that makes it very, very difficult. Why has Portillo's been around so long and there's 
I mean, history has shown that when somebody gets an idea, a good idea, oh. so many people jump on the bandwagon and try to copy it. And that has happened. Yeah. So many people have tried to copy Portillo's. But it's very, very complex. It's very, we're not in the hot dog business. The hot dog business was the trailer. Yeah. Uh, we sell uh, two kinds of chicken, two kinds of fish, uh, <laughs> two kinds of sausage. Um, over 200,000 pounds of Italian beef yeah. a week. Yeah. Right. Over 100 tons of Italian beef a week. And at certain times of the year, December and, and uh, Christmas time oh, in January, yeah. with the shipping and everything, it'll be like 240,000 pounds. Wow, that's incredible. That's a lot of cows, man. Yeah. And I have an interesting cow story. When, okay. we, opened, when we opened up in, yeah. uh, in California, yeah. uh, I was wiping the tables. Oh, I read this in the book, yeah. Uh, yeah. Guy comes up and yeah. he said, uh, you work here? I said, yes, sir. He says, that, uh, that, that Italian beef, he says, uh, that from an Italian cow? So it's a regional, <laughs> Italian beef is a regional food. It, it, it started, originated in the Chicago right. area, Chicago, yeah. for Italian immigrants that, that uh, and got the beef and they put various spices Spices and put it it in French bread. That's it, that's how it started. So it's not all over the country. Uh, A lot of it is now, thanks to Portillo's, because we ship to all 50 states in the United States. And what state orders the most, do you think? Oh, I know what they are. Uh, (laughs) The the states that we move to. Okay, Uh, all right, so you've got them hooked on this. The states were California, Arizona, and Florida. Okay. The, because there, there's so many uh, uh, Chicagoland transplants there. That makes uh, sense. My secretary, yeah. Patty Sullivan, called it the, called Arizona and California the farther, farthest western suburb of Chicago. <laughs> and uh, so I took that from her. <laughs> well, and when, and when you are, you come from Chicago, you, yeah. you just know Portillo's, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it is so incredible when you do think of trying to get some great food that's fast with great service. There's only one that comes to mind. It really, uh, yeah, it really have. I'm so proud yeah. of that. I, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't begin to tell you how yeah. excited I am about that. Yeah. Um, we've come a long way. Like I said, it is the American dream, and um, I was very fortunate that I had somebody behind me that didn't complain. My wife. Yeah. Uh, about that, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, when she first, when I first had the idea, uh, I came home and I says, "Honey, how important?" She all she wanted was a white picket fence. In the suburbs, that's all she wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was doing a lot of crazy jobs, a lot of backbreaking jobs, and that. And uh, I said, "How important is that home with the white picket fence?" And she says, "Really important. Why?" And I says, "Because I'd like to take the money that we save, our life savings, and build a hot dog stand." I won't tell you what she said because I would like to keep this family friendly. Uh, but she went crying to her mother and right. uh, said, "Do you know what my husband wants to do?" He wants to take our life savings and build a hot dog stand. Uh, thank you, Josephine. She <laughs> said, sit down. He wants to do something with his life. You back him up. Right. And from that day on, she didn't complain about that anyway. Yeah. Well, your mother-in-law knew that you had a dream, and yeah. she knew you were a hard worker. She knew yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I was. Yeah. I still am. Yeah. So I love I love the way you set up the book with the different chapters. You know, you started off started with the beginning. You give sort of an outline of of starting with the first doghouse and moving into that. But I loved all the different chapters, proceeding down to you know when you sold the business and. But you just sort of spelled out the whole history of Portillo's. It was fascinating to Thank read you. because it's not only a biography of you and your family, but it's also it's a great business book. I mean, for well, people. Well, I'm hoping that yeah. that. Um, you know, I, I know that there's people in this country that 
men and women that at one time or another in their life they wanted to go into business yeah. uh, but they're afraid you know mm -hmm. afraid of failure um, and hopefully this book will give them some encouragement yeah. in knowing that yeah. number one it's not going to be easy right there's going to be sacrifices there's going to be rejections there's going to be sleepless nights um, it's, it's tough um, the sacrifices are you know uh, you're going to be working when everyone else is having fun um, but you need you need a you need a partner too. If you, if you're going to be married, you better have a partner that's going to back you up. Because right. the worst thing that could have happened in my life, with the hours that I was putting in, is coming home and having a wife complain. Right. Yeah. That I don't know what would have happened if she would have, but but she yeah. didn't. Yeah. Having that support is essential. Yeah. So so what was the spark that made you want to write this book and tell your story? Uh, well, my family and customers. You okay. Know, yeah. So many customers yeah. said. Dick, you're, you're living the American dream. You know, you, you, should, you should do it. And, and, uh, um, and I contemplated. I, I thought, boy, I, you know, my family and, and wife might find it interesting, but would the public find it interesting? That remains to be seen. So oh. let's, let's see what happens. Well, I think you're probably hearing some pretty good reviews well, from I, people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think for sure. So, you know, you talk about in the book about your parents, you know, you, you are Mexican, Greek, and, and... My father's Mexican, Mexican, Spanish, and French. Yes. My mother's so all Greek. Yeah. But they were both immigrants to the yes. United States. And you grew up in part of the Cabrini-Green. No, no, it was not called the Cabrini-Green. It, it, it was, it was Cabrini, at, at that time, it was it called was the, the Mother, Mother Francis, Francis Cabrini, Cabrini Housing, Housing Project. Project. Yeah. That was the low rises. Right. And there's right. photographs of my street, yes, Mohawk Street, that. in the book. Yeah. Cabrini-Green came later. That's right, those big high rises yeah, came later. I was yeah. out of there by then. Right. We had moved to uh, yeah. another part of Chicago, and then that area started changing, and then we moved to a uh, suburb, south, southwest suburb. Right. So so what, what was it like growing up and, and not having a lot? But your parents, what did they teach you? I didn't know really I didn't have a lot. Yeah. Well, I remember, what did they teach me? I'll yeah. tell you what my dad told me. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me in the face, and he says, son, the world doesn't owe you a damn thing. You're going to have to work for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I should be held accountable for all my decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you made that bad decision, deal with it. And uh, so that's the kind of upbringing yeah. I had. Right. And yeah. he, was, um, he's a, he was a disciplinarian. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know you talk about that. Yeah, he took the belt yeah. to me many times, uh -huh. and, uh, and I deserved every bit of it. Yeah, you know, you and your wife Sharon have been married what sixty years? Oh, it's going next uh, next October will be sixty years. Yeah. Oh, fabulous! Yeah. How incredible! And what a journey you guys oh, have yeah. had! Yeah, yeah. incredible. No, it has been a journey. I mean, we've been all over the world. We've uh, been very fortunate, yeah. and I thank the big guy every day, yeah. every right. morning. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you spent some time in, in the Marines, yes. and right out of high school. Right. Seven days after I graduated high school. I graduated high school on uh, June 3rd, and I enlisted in the Marine Corps June 10th. Yeah. And you, you talk about that experience and how it was a huge influence oh boy. on changing a lot of your thoughts and, you know, just sort of your method. I think of, every young yeah. man should go in the Marine Corps. Yeah. So tell us a little about that experience and what, what did change for you? Because you said you weren't sure, you were sort of not sure what to do with your life, but the Marine Corps sort of solidified Well, the, the Marine Corps taught me a, a lot. As a matter of fact, I've used a lot of the, uh, my, my business ideas that, that I learned in the Marine Corps, business ideas such as the value of organization. Mm. I have a great group in the office. I mean, you, you have to have that foundation. Right. The value of teamwork and the value of training. We had, um, when I sold the company, we had over 4,000 employees in, in four wow. states. Um, 
I needed to have teamwork in order for that to be successful. Sure. Right? Uh, an idea is one thing. Executing that idea consistently and efficiently is a whole new different ball game. And you need teamwork for that. I learned the value of teamwork. So yeah. the value of organization, the value of teamwork, and the value of training, all which are three great points in the United States Marine Corps. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, when you, when you do go to one of the locations, everybody seems to be working so well together, but they're enjoying it. I think it's, it's a... It's well, a, it's, that's training, too. It's know? training, too, yeah. but, it's, but you can see they are, they're, sort of, they're just a well-oiled machine yeah, that they, they do very well. Yeah, well, yeah. I always wanted it to be, to yeah. be, to be fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, uh, number one, you're the one. Number two, this is for you. And, you know, I was, I was waiting in line one time at one of the stores, and I think it might have been the one in Naperville, if I'm not mistaken many years ago and there was a lot of people waiting in line to pick up their order and I heard them say thank you have a nice day thank you have a nice day thank you have a nice day thank you golly this sounds boring it doesn't sound like it's coming from the heart mm -hmm. there's no energy there there's no excitement there so I says get together team how about this number one you're the one let's let's rhyme things and all that like that Hey, let's have some fun back there, okay? Yeah. It's hard work. It's stressful because when you have 30, 40, 50 people in front of you look waiting for their order all the time, you're going to be stressed. How do you undo that stress? Have a little fun. Maybe get some smiles yeah. on their okay. faces. And all. Yeah. Relax. Chill. Just If you're trained right and understand your, your position and understand what the customer is expecting from you and understand mm -hmm. your job description, that's half the battle. Take that and, and then have a little fun with it, okay? Yeah. yeah, all the customers might not appreciate it, but the majority of them The majority do. will, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, 1963, it's the first dog house. April Villa 5th. Park. Yeah. And so, why hot dogs? What made you decide on hot dogs? Well, I, came, and, yeah. I, I was born and raised in, in, in the city, and in Chicago, uh, they had a hot dog stand on every, every corner. I, yeah. think, um, I think even today, if I'm right, uh, a friend of mine, Jim Bodman, he's the president of Vienna Sausage Company, said there was over 2,000 hot dog stands in the Chicago, hot, places that sell hot dogs, not necessarily hot dog stands, yeah, because right. the, the correct definition of a hot dog stand is where you stood up to eat the hot dog, no seating. Right. That's why they yeah. called it hot dog stand. Yeah. But uh, over 2,000 places that, that sold hot dogs in the Chicago metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. um, when I moved to the suburbs, Villa Park, um, there wasn't anything out there. And the part of Villa Park that I moved to was, um, Villa Park is an older community, but mm -hmm. the part that I moved to was uh, a newer part of the older, <laughs> older yeah, yeah, uh, right. uh, Villa Park. And I looked around and it was all people from Chicago. And I thought, and there's nowhere to get a hot dog around. There yeah. was one little place, but he, 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 yeah. he it, was, it was terrible. Yeah. So I thought, there's a demand. Yeah. I believe there's a demand here for it, but that's part of it. But remember, I said the idea is one thing, executing that idea is another thing, because I didn't know how to steam a hot dog. Right, and that's a great <laughs> part. I love that part in the oh, book true. where my, you talk about how you and Sharon oh, tried yeah. to do stuff in yeah, your I apartment. Made, I made so many mistakes, you know. Yeah, um, sure. And I, and I <laughs> people have told me, and I don't want to sound like a jerk, but people said, well, Mr. P, everything you touch turns to gold. That's not true. I made a lot of mistakes, and at the very beginning, I remember my wife says, her and I were there making hot dogs. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. We never had a trial run. We did it bass backwards. You know, we opened up and then started learning. Yeah. And uh, she says, Dick, this is embarrassing. 
this is real embarrassing. <laughs> we got to close. We got to cl close. So, um, so it was a learning yeah. process. Yeah, yeah I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, but you, in in the book, one of the chapters you have is, you know, mistakes. That's how you learn. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mistakes. Mistakes right. are sometimes the best education you can make. That's right. We're yeah. all human. We're all going to make mistakes mm -hmm. in life. I don't know anybody that, that can say I've gone through my entire life, a businessman or non-businessman, and said I know a lot of businessmen that are very successful, and they said, boy, look at this. They don't know the journey from square right. one uh, or, or number one and let up. They don't know that journey. Had some mistakes. Had uh, they made mistakes. They made some errors. Right. That is the best way to learn. That is yeah. for sure. You know, you talk a lot about you know competition. You mentioned earlier in, in this business, and Stuff. what did what did you learn from the competition? What to do and what not to do? Well, I was watching what they were doing wrong, and I didn't <laughs> want to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. They. You know. People think in the restaurant business, all you have to do is go in there and sell some good food and say thank you and get the money. You have to create an air, uh, uh, an energy that nobody else has. And that's what I had to do. You know, um, I was against McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's and all that. They had hundreds of millions of dollars. I had $1,100 in a hot dog stand with no running water or bathroom. Right. I had to do something different. That fear, sometimes fear... It's good. Yeah. It, it, it helps get your juices creative, get creative juices. And that's what I found. The, the, the more fear that I had, the more my mind, I have a little bit of a learning disability. And, and I, right. I take that's that right. as uh, sometimes as an advantage and not necessarily a disadvantage because right. Henry Ford had a learning disability, Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, Steven Spielberg. I mean, mm -hmm. many, many people. Have that and yeah. have had a uh, learning disability as well. Yeah. So I look at that in my particular case as an advantage and not necessarily a disadvantage. Right, yeah. Because I you, thought differently. Well, well, <laughs> well, but also, well yeah, you, you think out of the box yeah. and that's what makes it different. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be like everybody else in business, don't expect anything different than everybody mm -hmm. else has got. Sure. You have sure. to do something different. The American people today, I believe, are, are <clears throat> we're spoiled. All the American people are spoiled. We want things fast, we want energy, we want excitement, we want something different all the time. We mm -hmm. want something that's going to stimulate the brain. Most of us. Most right. people. Not yeah. everybody. Yeah. And that's what I thought the American people wanted. So when I started building these, these restaurants, I tried to put a lot of excitement in the design of those restaurants. When you walk into a Portillo's, look around. And then yeah. maybe go across the street or whatever and go into a McDougal's or Mc, oh, how yeah. say well, McDonald's so I, or whatever the name is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I know what you're <laughs> or Wendy's or Chipotle's. <laughs> and try to see, all right, what's the difference between the, that Portillo's and the place I just want that? Excitement, Excellent. energy, experience. Experience. And I love what you have on all, all over the walls, no matter what location. And I, I read you, took, you went to a lot of King County flea markets. Oh, yeah. I was there every, every week, stuff. first weekend of the month. Oh, that's great. In the rain or shine, I, in the wintertime, I'd go there in a snowmobile suit. I'd be sometimes one of the few people that were <laughs> yeah. there buying yeah. a lot of my, what my wife called junk. Yeah, <laughs> but the junk really helps make well. unique, unique places, yeah. So, um, there, I, I've always wanted to ask you, I was down, my husband and I took a trip down to Key West, this is a number of years ago, and we went to the Hemingway house. And there's a picture of you uh -huh. on the wall. Right. 
in Ernest Hemingway's home in Key West. Yeah, I was and with that so fellow by I, name. So tell us how that, of course, that leads to sort of the Key Western restaurant you had here in right. Naperville. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that picture's still there? When were you there? Oh, this is probably maybe eight, nine years yeah. ago, maybe. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I was told that they uh, lost it or had faded or something like that, oh. but it was there for many years. Yeah. I was in um, Cuba in uh, February of 1996. Okay. And I was doing some research on, on Hemingway, and I just wanted to see what Cuba, uh, Cuba was like. Yeah. And uh, I hired a guide. Uh, Castro had realized that there was a lot of uh, potential money to be made with uh, tourism because mm -hmm. people were coming in from Europe. And my guide's name was Juan Carlos. He was a professor at the university. He spoke five languages. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he had a van, and he was giving a tour. He was a very yeah. good tour guide. Hated Castro, by the way. And um, we're driving <clears throat> down some of Hemingway's old haunts. He, he, he liked to tip a few, so he was very well known in, in most every bar in Havana. Right. And we passed by one of his places called La Terraza. That was a bar that he frequented. And I took some pictures in there, and we're driving down the street, and I see this old man walking with a cane. And the driver says, and you see that old man? I said, yeah. He said, it's Hemingway's captain. I says, Gregorio Funtas? He says, do you know him? I says, no, but I know of him. I know everything about Hemingway. Yeah. I've read so many books on oh, him in his past. Stop, stop. And I grabbed the steering wheel, foolishly. I was so excited. I grabbed the steering wheel in the middle of the street. And I stopped. So I ran out, and I ran up to Gregorio. And I says, uh, excuse me, my name is Dick Portillo. I'm, I, I like to interview. I'll, I'll be more than happy to pay yeah. you. I like to interview and I'm put you on a screen in one of my uh, bars. I, I had yeah. a bar called Hemingway's Bar. Yeah, okay. Had a couple of them. And uh, he, I said, get in the van, I'll take it. No, no, so I live right over here. So I went in there and, 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 and talked to him. And I took a picture with him. And then <clears throat> on the way back to Naples, that's where my boat was from, yeah. uh, we stopped in Key West and went to Hemingway's house. And I talked to the curator and I, I told him that I had a picture of uh, myself and uh, uh, Gregorio Funtis, and he said, he's still alive? Uh, yeah, very alive and wow. kicking. And uh, I said, would you put it in here if I have it developed? He said, yeah. Oh, that's so, so that's, cool. That's, that's yeah, how because I, I could not believe it when I see it. Here's <laughs> a picture of Dick Portillo yeah. in, in Hemingway's home yeah. in, in Key, Key West. Oh, that, what a great story. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I assumed that you had to be a huge Hemingway fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Hemingway, interesting guy. Um, he wrote on the experiences that he had, mm -hmm. right? For who the bells told, you right. know, uh, right. old man in the sea. By the way, the old man in the sea was Gregorio Funtas. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. that right. was Gregorio Funtas. Yeah. And um, I thought, you know, I'm building restaurants on stuff that I've seen, that I like, that I appreciate. Yeah. The one down on Jefferson Street here in Naperville right. is a Colorado mining thing. Well, my son Michael, my oldest one, went to uh, uh, college in Colorado, and when I go visit him, I got interested in a ghost town. I like, I love to read history, and uh, I started reading about um, ghost towns, and um, so I would go up the mountains and look at the ghost towns, take pictures, and I said, I'm going to build a restaurant around mining. So. I would buy a lot of junk, yeah, ship it yeah. to the uh, here, and I was building this. I would put the stuff in there. Yeah. The lanterns that are in there were all uh, gas lantern, uh, you know, uh, fire, yeah. uh, and I had to have them rewired. And the uh, all the buckets and stuff that is in yeah. there, I got in the mountains of uh, 
and uh, most of it. And then <laughs> I got an old wagon that did not come from the mountains. There's an old wagon suspended from the ceiling. Right. And that I got that in Indiana and yeah. put something mining company on it. Yeah. And I thought, well, the wagon alone isn't interesting enough. I need a horse. You need a horse to pull the wagon. So yeah. I thought maybe I'd get a horse that, that uh, pulled a stuffed horse or something made out of foam or, or maybe a stuffed horse pulling the wagon. I thought, nah, I don't think anybody likes sitting under a horse eating a sandwich. <laughs> so I called the, uh, <laughs> yeah. I called the, uh, uh, my sign guy. And I said, Rob, can you make a horse with the legs moving with, with the on like that? Like, yeah, sure. So that's how that happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's okay. So tell, the Key Wester, though, was another part, like your, your Hemingway. I got that in, yeah, in that Key West, okay. yeah. So, what, what would you say, and I know you mentioned this in the book, but your biggest regrets of, from your life building Portillo's to what, what it is today? Not spending enough time with the kids. Right. And I know you tell your employees and you make sure that they, yep. that they do uh, that. Well, yeah, at, when I was in charge there, I gathered all the supervisors and everybody and I, and I said, look, if your daughter has a pom-pom game or a cheerleader game, if your son's playing basketball, football, soccer right. or whatever, you will go. Yeah. This guy will take your place, and when his kid goes somewhere, you'll take his place. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to live to regret it. And I speak from experience. Yeah, it's a good thing to tell people. That's right. So, so what? And what are you most proud of? Do you think of, of well, what you've built? And um, well, I think <laughs> I've asked that question a lot. Um, yeah. I would say a couple of things. One, one is the, the amount of jobs that we've created in, the, in this yeah. country. People might say, well, what do you mean jobs? Guys making $10, $15 an hour making hot dogs. Not so. We build a restaurant. You've got carpenters, electricians, plumbers, glass guys, cement guys, asphalt guys, HVAC guys, roofers, right? Equipment yeah. people, okay? Right. Then the amount of stuff that we buy, cups, lids, bags, straws. Somebody has to make those. Somebody has to deliver them. The buns. There's bakers. We keep a lot of bakers oh, really, really yeah. busy, and we keep a lot of bakers well, driving, here in, in, <laughs> drive, driving yeah. to deliver, really busy. And Same Toronto, thing. you work with Toronto. Yeah. John Toronto, he's a friend of mine, good yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's going to be one of the largest uh, bakers in the country one of these days. Wow, that's fantastic. Because of his passion, the way he handles business, yeah. and, and he, he's got a great attitude towards business, yeah. and, and he's, he's, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, right? that's wonderful. So, so what do you hope readers will take away from reading Out of the Doghouse? Well, I, I, <laughs> I hope they find it interesting. That's always a fear because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, I know my wife and many of my kids will enjoy it, but yeah. uh, will the public enjoy it? It's, oh, I think it, they Like will. I say, it's, it's not going to be a Pulitzer Prize winning book, but it is a life story, memoirs of a young couple, naive couple. Um, that started out with nothing and, and did something with their life, and they were yeah. able to give their children and grandchildren opportunities right. that they never had. Right. And you have a great grandchild now. Three. Three? Oh yeah. my God! I, I cannot believe that. Yeah. I cannot believe that. I'm going to teach them to call me Uncle oh Dick. My God. <laughs>
Well, Dick, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much for sitting down. And congratulations on your <laughs> debut book, <laughs> Out in the World. Thanks thank you, you thank so you very much. much. Great conversation with restaurant icon Dick Portillo and his debut book. It's called Out of the Doghouse, his story of success and making great food and service. This book will make you drool. Get some Portillos and sit down and enjoy. Thanks for joining me on Authors Revealed. <laughs>